No Galaxy podcast number one. Uh, will MechWarrior have support for custom mapping joysticks, other input devices, multiple devices? Um, basically, they say they are working on it and they're doing their best to implement all that crap. Now, this is going to make a lot of people smile. I remember Mech 4, I used a joystick. Now, there were people who used mouse and, you know, just keyboard and whatnot. And I did use a mouse and keyboard for, I think, Mech 3 and whatnot. MWL, like Warrior Living Legends, I actually use a mouse and keyboard. Um, I, now, I haven't tried a uh, joystick. That being said, it depends on how they do their control schemes. You know, is it like a first-person shooter? You know, do you need to know a whole lot of buttons? All right, this leads, I think this leads into the other question. Will you offer a gradient of control schemes, say, from casual to simulation that alter play from FPS to robot? And I think this whole thing is how sim is it because they're saying it's a sim how much you know if if joe schmo can hop in there and master it or is it joe schmo can hop in there get a feel for it but to get the maximum out of his battle mech and experience um sorry i just got poked i One second um <laughs> Team two, three. where uh, do you go from there yeah i don't uh, know so my feeling on this, their their answer is uh, regarding the gradient of control schemes is um, yes, they will have it. it uh, it's important uh, to us that new players experience the fun of Mech Warrior Online right beside the seasoned veteran who uh, need to control every aspect of the game. Which, to me, I like their answer. Basically, they're saying that uh, you can customize the control from being super basic to being uh, you know a lot more. Um, every little detail for the for us veterans out there and i love that because it allows people you know the bottom line is with other um games uh that are more difficult you see a lot of people come in uh get frustrated and and leave so i like this because it allow new newcomers and maybe people that uh don't have the hand-eye coordination like others to still enjoy the game but uh it'll allow a lot more customizability and control for people who like it to really be uh, a sim, which is I'm in that boat. Well, I mean, I remember. Oh, not to sound like the youngest one here. I'm old, I'm 20, guys. Because you, you, you are. Because you are. I remember as a as a kid growing up, uh, going. Well, I guess I wasn't a kid. I was a teenager growing up, uh, going to the arcades and seeing the uh, MechWarrior 4 arcade cabinet or the MechWarrior 4 uh, simulation pods where you had. You sat in the chair, you had the foot pedals, you had the two joysticks there, and you had the big screen in front of you, and it was so immersive, it was so much fun. But I mean, always at home, I've I've always played with a mouse and keyboard, but I think in both cases, both offer different gameplay, and I mean, it's really nice that they're saying that we're going to try to support it for what the player wants, not we're going to force you to do one or the other. I oh. loved those arcade pods. I played that so much, and... Um... You know, I think if I were to get one of those game chairs that are out now and could rig that thing up with joysticks on both sides, and uh, I would do that. But I, for the most part with these Sims, I've been doing uh, mouse and keyboard, and that's my preference. Well, and look at look at Battlefield Three. 
you can you can use a mouse keyboard you can use a joystick i mean you can use and i think that's what they're going to go to so yep for all you guys out there with the joysticks and whatnot it looks like you, you should be able to use them um i know they're pretty cool like uh you know brandon said having that system to where you have the joystick set up almost like a cockpit and have the screens it, it is pretty cool and so it looks like uh you'll probably be able to do that so Let's go ahead and move on to the next question. And this is sort of a left field is, who will the publisher of the new MechWare Online be? And uh, they basically say, Infinite Game Publishing. Now, Darren actually Googled these guys. Did you find anything on them? No, I couldn't find their site. Um, you know, they might not have uh, high listing in Google, or I might have just missed something, but I couldn't find their website. I was just hoping to get a little more information about who they were and, uh, you know, what other work they've done. Because pretty much today is the first time I've ever heard of them. Yeah, same, same on my end. I mean, I, I gave a quick Google search there and um, nothing really popped up for me. Um, I tried different keywords, different phrasing and that sort of stuff. Um, nothing. It's coming up a, a blank. So I don't know. Maybe this is their own publisher. And I, that, I think we may be confusing a few things and that may be the case is actually that... Um... Oh, hold on, I think we might have just found something, obviously, Infinite Game Publishing. Yep, uh, here we go, Infinite Game Publishing, alright, um, let's see, I mean, they're hiring. Like Mac they're only weird. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where the, the two maybe have combined. Um, I, I just want to put it out there that I did do InfiniteGamePublishing.com, I don't, I mean, that seems like a duh type thing, but, uh. For whatever reason, I must have had a typo or something. It's that old, man. That's yeah, old. I know. We don't want to play. Really nothing about them other than they're hiring. Um, this could have been, uh, uh, you know, a situation where this company was put together specifically for this project. Like, it's it's flagship yeah. project. And, and then that's what it's looking like. Hell, that's yeah. fine for me. So Works for right. me. Next. Done. All right, we've got... Uh, Will MechWare Online have a cooperative gameplay? And then I think this sort of answers maybe a few. Uh, this is something we wanted to implement, but right now we are going to focus on multiplayer only. I approve. So um, that may answer our questions about, you know, PvE and, and, and whether you're playing AI. You may not right off the bat. So it'll be interesting to see how they come up with that. That does leave a lot of fun uh, play if you can do that. Um, Alien Swarm, you know, Battlefield 3 right now, the co-op, really fun, but it, it, as far as development, I'm sure it's like a total pain and, and branch off. So focus on the online and they'll go from there. And I'm sure the more people who play and buy it, the better it is for all of us in the long run. All right, uh, let's go to the next one. Will team play be a major part in the MechWare Online as described in the 2009 interview? Um, they basically say it's a critical part to their game and that it will vary from me to you and um, I think one of the key things they were hinting on is they're, they've created a system to, why, to where you'd want to be a scout mech and stay as a scout mech rather than well shit you know it's a scout mech I'd rather be in an assault mech and they haven't gotten a lot of details about it but I do know that they did hint it in their 2009 interview, and it was something like, I think they said like radar or the capabilities of a you know scout mech may improve, or you know it's a thin line. I don't know. Um, but 
being able to develop maybe where sensor range on the light mech is greater than uh, and even with upgrades than even a medium heavy and assault and the where maybe the assault and heavies ranges is very very limited you know so well their answer they see... they say whether you play as a scout or an assault type it's completely up to you and each of these roles is very important to fill on the battlefield um <clears throat> we've talked about this before i think this is something that is important to us you know like um when you read the books, when you play the the, the games, um, a light mech should be able to uh, influence the the battle. A medium mech should be able to influence the battle. And to me, though, being able to pick a specific role, such as a scout, and uh, train your character to have uh, you know better uh, skills towards that specific goal, um, I think that is super important. Because otherwise, what you're going to end up with is, you know, the same thing that happens in a lot of these games. Everybody's just going to be coming out in atlases or whatever, or whatever the top mech is, and then, and then it gets boring. I like the yeah. diversity. I like the variety. I like specific roles. I like being able to specialize. So I think now that, uh, with that, if I'm going to specialize as a light mech, I don't want to just be a sensor whore. You know, no. I want to be able to inflict damage, and I think that comes down to, and you guys all know that there are some designs that are very, very lacking in weaponry. I mean but are good scout mechs. And so how they do the actual weapons, I think, plays a huge role. And so, you know, if the mech only has one laser, or are they even going to do that? Maybe there might be things changed. But if a mech only has one laser, it should be able to inflict damage at a, at a you know. So it's one of those things where, how are they going to do that? Now, again, we can talk about this for hours. Um, but it's unique. How are the, how are they going to do that? Are they going to do it as a skill attribute base where you, when you create a mech warrior, that's actually you and you progress? Uh, they haven't hinted towards that. They've just said mech upgrades and whatnot. But I think that would be cool. You know, is uh, if you're actual create a character and they have attributes, sort of like the role playing, and then that affects your weapon systems. Like they said, the 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 LRMs, you know, the the spread and the accuracy. You know, how you know. As you creating a mech wire, do your skills at getting better, you know, I don't know. We shall see. I mean, even if, uh, like Bomb said there earlier, uh, we brought up the uh, novels there, where light, ma light mechs actually um, made a difference on the battlefield. Like, I mean, uh, there's novels there where there's mediums taking on assaults and winning and i mean with the previous mech warrior games that just wasn't the case you had people in assaults just dominating the battlefield everyone came out in the assault uh basically to say i'm number one i'm here to play and i mean i don't want that to change or anything but i just felt like the assault was the thing that everyone had no one wanted to go the light no one wanted to go the medium it was always the assault and the heavies yeah and what role does the light and what role does the mediums play i mean mediums are sort of the workhouses they should be i mean that's how they're they're told and i think you know out there people really love the medium mechs um and again what type of when you create that player and i guess that might lead into our next podcast that we can dive into is are they going to make it sort of like an mmo as far as rpg where you actually create and your player has skills and you're working um towards that and it affects your pilot and um you know it, it's it's a big question mark and i that, i mean hell it branches off there in a bunch of different directions so um and i mean also ready? with the question as well is uh 
how much of an influence will that team play be? Like, would as us as a WIE Wolf in Exile, if there was four of us online at the time, could we form up and make a lance and then jump in as lance? Yeah, and you know, maybe we're known for uh, our scouting capabilities, and uh, you know, if it's you know, can everyone actually stay alive during a drop and whatnot? And so it throws it. I'm excited because it, it offers a lot of uh, groups opportunities to get their name out there. You know, like, oh shit, you know, it's those four, you know, guys, it, you know, it, you know, <laughs> it's legit now. We got to really focus and whatnot. So, uh, and then on top of that, basically what they've said is it's going to be working in Lances and whatnot, but then in Mercs, you've got company, you know, so. How many people can be in the company? Is it regimental? There's a lot of stuff to be uh, left out there. But um, let's go ahead and move on to the next question. You guys good with it? Yeah, yeah I just I did want to say one more thing. It's to me like um, was his name Redburn? It was uh, Allard's friend in the novels who had that particular uh, unit that was that specialized in fast moving uh, in and out, uh, hit and run type tactics, and they were really successful. Does uh, do either of you remember who I'm talking about? Uh, when you say Redburn, the only person I can think of in the novels is the uh, Exarch of the Sphere. So, <laughs> yeah, I might be getting the name incorrect, and I'll I'll have to look it up. But uh, anyway, I'd like to, you know, you were saying maybe we specialize in scouting or something like that. You know, that um, I think that's where I'd like to see them take it as well. That you can have, you know, you guys can specialize in a hit and run type thing, or you're an assault type uh, unit, or you're a mixture, or whatever you want to be. But yeah, and, and it leaves a lot of questions. To just what the gameplay is you know is it uh, yeah we'll, we'll dive into that later in a, a next week podcast and uh and try to dive in a little bit more speculation and uh ask our guest speaker about that as well yeah. um so next question what are your plans for mechware online multiplayer is it going to feel similar to the mechware games or new and basically i think we just talked a lot about this um but they basically said is it's gonna feel very similar but there's gonna be a lot of new concepts and gameplay mechanics um, you know, pretty much what it's been there, you know, it's been team attrition, team deathmatch. That has been the gameplay. Um, there's been no respawn and there's been respawning. Uh, nothing new as far as crazy. So obviously, um, I think from a previous read I said is you, you load up, you drop, you play and you're out. So is it going to be, and I think this is what our focus should be. Is it going to be a no respawn? And what this means is, granted, it leads into another question. If your mech gets blown up, is it lost? No. Well, it's probably going to happen. You're going to have a repair bill. All right, cool. Well, when you play, once you get blown up, are you back to your screen? If you guys aren't familiar with the world of tanks, you actually have multiple tanks. When you drop, if that tank is blown up and the battle is still ongoing, you can continue watching the battle or you can exit out and play in another tank while that one's in battle. I think in another that tank, be, in another battle. Yeah, in another tank, in another battle. And again, um, we'll find out more info as that comes along. But I think that's the biggest thing: is what is is it going to be a team deathmatch and or team attrition where you're constantly respawning? And that could be maybe an option, but we don't know right now. We don't know if that server side multiplayer. I mean, we we have no idea. So personally, my vote is you know I like consequence. Um, so my vote is, a, you know, no respawn type thing for match, repair bill, whatever, however they want to deal with that at the end. Um, I, as far as maybe another 
option for another match style having some kind of respawn thing that's fine but what i'd like to see is you know the the the, the backbone of the the pvp or whatever be no respawn and and consequences to losing your mech etc oh and i also want to say i really like the last sentence of their answer to this question which is we really want to design the game so that it feels like you're playing a huge battle mech in an epic combat scenario and, and pk we've talked about this before perspective you know we want to feel like we're in a giant mech let me walk through that yes house <laughs> let me let me walk through that four story to class oh, and i die because of it exactly but guess what? i did it and i was the idiot who did it okay let me do that um but yeah brandon now did you have something yeah um as well as the multiplayer like is it going to only be lance on lance combat or are we going to see uh solaris in there as well like would would players be able to go in one-on-one -on -one combat with each other, or two-on-two, -two, or even just uh, four or five, six-man free-for-all in the arena? And would players be able to watch that and maybe bet C-bills yeah, and yeah. see what happens? <laughs> yeah, that that would be cool, and uh, that may be another option for them later on. Uh, what I was reading is they basically said you'll drop in your lands, but you there's multiple drop points throughout the map and it didn't say if multiple lances work together you're just in so now you've got communication using TeamSpeak 3 and and coordination and having lance commanders or having a company command i mean it really dives in and bomb hit this right on the nail for me personally and it's one thing a lot of games don't have and it's there's a consequence for your actions and eve um now i don't think they'll do this oh, but geez. it's a possibility to where if you have a mech and you're not smart, it gets blown up and you just lost your mech. Now, there's a consequence. Now, how they do their gameplay really affects how that is. And so, um, you know, maybe lights are readily available and they're cheap or what. I don't know. So it's one of those things where I would love, me personally, I would love and hate this because I would love being able to blow up someone's mech and know <laughs> you were never getting that back. But on the flip side, if I had my shiny timberwolf and you know my whatever got ambushed and i lost it i would cry like a little baby so yeah i think what, that, what what real life consequences like that not real life but realistic consequences like that um and and my vote as well is you get blown up you lose your mech um gotta buy a new one gotta get a new one assigned to you whatever um, what that does is it makes people play number one more Mark. intelligently and number two more conservatively I don't like just the spawn and rush and kill each other because you know you're getting you're gonna respawn yeah. type mentality and, that, and that, drives that happens crazy. in the world of tanks right I mean all the time yep. I mean you'll have you'll have light tanks or even a, a heavy that should be like your backbone of your team and they freaking rush in because they're like ha oh, ha ha you know boom and they're dead and you're yeah. like so no, that, and no that affects ultimate your consequence. Gameplay. Yeah, because that affects you, unless there's like a timer if you survive, but good luck, you know. And so, how is that going to play effect? You know, um, yeah, a lot of questions. Yep. So, I mean, with with this as well, like, what happens if if it is you die and you lose your Mac? What happens when you don't have enough money either to repair or rebuy? Like. Would there be a default one that it reverts back to, almost like in World of Tanks, there, where you got the one that will never ever well, the commando? <laughs> what I'm thinking is that you know there maybe be like house assigned mechs or something like that, you know, like um, 
if you are, I don't know. It's there's there's a lot of possibilities for them to yeah, do that. Yeah, it's still up in the air. I mean, there's still a lot to know, a lot to see. <laughs> it breaks into how the drop is. Can you survive a drop even if your team loses? You know, it, it just and if they go that route, what you know exactly? What kind of uh, Can... actions happen after you lose your mech? Is there something that's given to you as you know? Uh, how much how easy is it to make cash and see bills and whatnot so so we kind of talked uh briefly about the next question uh when we were talking about one of the previous questions which is will you be able to switch from first person to third person views and their answer is the game is played from the first person and we're exploring ways to have a third person camera that makes sense from a gameplay point of view so i like this answer um you know so that obviously they're trying to look for a way to implement third person without it having the obvious advantages that it's had in previous installments so uh, I think that's a good answer and we'll see where it goes from there yeah I really don't have anything to add to that other than you know um, they could use different camera angles to give you different perspective of the battlefield like they go third person but they don't get a HUD so you know you can take pictures of your mech or whatnot to combat but you know if you want the focus to be inside the cockpit well that's where you should be able to yep. engage targets. Yeah. And it's like I said there, I always found myself going back to pure tech servers just because, well, with Mech 4, it was a much even player playing field and everything like that. But one of the things I was thinking about this here just a couple seconds ago is with the third-person camera, there are some mechs that had full 360 um, camera angles because of the way the neuro, uh, neuro helmet sat on your head. That could be something they could explore with, where it would be an upgrade for the mech rather than... Uh, just hitting a simple button. Well, it's always been a big discussion point between uh, followers because you've got two different perspectives or ideas. I shouldn't say perspective, sorry. And that is that the mech warrior is inside his cockpit and he's looking through his viewport in front of him and the heads-up display is displayed on the viewport. And that's where actually most of the mech games have done is that's how it is and then the other idea is and this is read in the novels and uh maybe we will see sort of a translation of this i don't know if we will but is that the mech is in the cockpit and displayed in front of him and he's not looking through the viewport viewport sort of like that you know secondary way of you know seeing the battlefield if needed um is he's looking at a screen in front of him now that could be sort of a you know, heads-up display, you know, uh, in front of them in some way, three-dimensional or whatever. But it basically takes a 360-degree view. That means the entire mech in a third-person view in a surrounding area into, and it displays a 180-degree view. So basically, like, you are looking at your mech uh, third-person inside your mech. So, you know, you imagine you're sitting here in your, your chair that's now your, you know, seat in the mech. You're looking at your computer screen in front of you, but you're actually in your mech. But, you know, and so it's one of those things where what do they do? How do they incorporate that? And is there any benefits from switching out and in? And so... It brings up some interesting possibilities for people that have, for example, uh, three screen, you know, three monitor setups. Hmm, I've been in Didn't even think about that. No. Yeah. Could be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> could be like those people there that uh, did the Battlefield 3 simulator. <laughs> yep. Oh, I know, right? Which is awesome, by the way. Check it out. Um, so you want to lead into the next one, uh, Darren? 
Sure. Um, <clears throat> the question is, how loyal will MechWarrior Online be to the tabletop rules uh, regarding, for example, heat management, uh, melee, armor penetration, etc.? Their answer is, uh, we are adhering very closely to the Battletech tabletop rules. Some mechanics in the tabletop version of the game do not translate well into a video game, and we discussed that earlier. Uh, and we are coming up with our own rule sets that mitigate these differences in an intuitive and fun manner. Now, with that, I think one thing we all need to, to look about is like, take the medium laser, you know, in the tabletop, it does X amount of damage, but it's a 10 second game, uh, you know, like you fire, it's not like you have a reload on those, it just happens. And so one thing that translates into the real world is how quick of a reload, what type of heat, what's the heat dissipation, you know, there's a plethora of ideas um, that go with that and problems and, and when they have to create these things. And so one of the things that I'm interested about is what is what weapon is the focal point is it the laser like it is in the novels and if they do that how quick can the laser fire is there different models yeah. of the laser um and i bring this up and I, <laughs> me and darren have looked at this like if you just create a simple venn diagram um and you know are there slower if you take the medium laser how many models are there are there faster firing models or are there slower in firing now some of you guys may be like oh hearsay well think about it um, you've got different models actually in the Battletech universe. Some would be the really cheap ones and some would be the more expensive ones. And it's as far as a developer and standpoint, you could design stuff that maybe you like to snipe and sit back from the battle. So you don't might, uh, mind a long reload time. So you pick the slower firing, heavier hitting models. But maybe you like just getting rounds down range to keep their head down. And so you'd steer more towards the faster firing models. You could do the same thing with a. ACs and you know uh, machine guns. So, I found it interesting that you brought that up because I made a, a poster like that on the uh, Living Legends forums, uh, where it's regarding the novels. Uh, there's novels out there where, for example, uh, the PPC it can't fire within a certain range from another mech, or uh, there was also uh, characters in the novels who are able to. Um, I guess the best way to put it, it's like hot fire their PPC where it's still on the cooldown phase. But they can take the risk and fire it, possibly destroying the PPC or flooding their cockpit with heat. But it gets that extra shot off um, without having to wait the whole recycle time. And if you notice during the videos, um, the second video of their like concept for the, the final trailer, it actually had the two PPC like capacitor charges. And basically you could see it charging up. And so what I'm wondering is, can you fire as quick as possible? But the PPC does less damage. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's realistic. I mean, that's how I even talked about the novels. You know, the capacitor would be charging and the green light, boom, you'd fire. Or can you fire quicker, but it's less damage? And so, you know, uh, can you do that same with the laser? Or, you know, is there multiple lasers, multiple fire? And, you know, one of the problems I've had is the laser has sort of become obsolete. If you have one medium laser, oh no. Well, and this plays into earlier discussion on the light mechs. Well, some of these light mechs. So now imagine if you create a um, game around the, the laser and the laser is actually sort of the pinnacle of, you know, the weaponry. You got a mech with a, a light, you know, medium laser and it's able to get a lot of rounds down range. Now, the trade-off is heat. You know, how are they going to do their heat? How accurate is the heat? But in the novels, it talks about, you know, 
you're in a stinger or you know a, a locust and you're fighting for your life and you're just pulling that trigger as fast boom 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 well right off the bat none of the games so far have been able to do that to where you can fire a medium laser that quickly um so it's a balance and the whole whole reason i bring this up is the transfer from a board game damage and heat and all that to a three-dimensional you know actual battlefield and so how are you going to do that and the you know the heat management is actually a pretty hot topic um because of coolant and uh, have you guys seen anything on the forums yet discussing heat management and coolant? No, it's a lot of people just raging about uh, free-to-play in a cash shop. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, you know, um, that it should I'm not play a fan a of role. coolant. No, 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 no. There is no... Um, in, in the novels, or even I mean, how I've read it, is coolant is the lifeblood of your mech it's not like you can flush coolant it's basically like a right. radiator your mech is filled with basically radiator fluid and uh radiator fluid in itself is going to be scalding hot it's just it's getting pumped throughout your mech and coolant yeah. systems through the radiators which i.e are your heat sinks so this goes right into what we were talking about earlier to me which is consequences and um and making it so that people play more uh intelligently and uh and conservatively and you know heat management is a big part of that yeah i mean i think the only thing in the novels which mention coolant is the uh vests themselves that the mech warrior wears that have the direct cooling line i mean even then those were i think during the clan invasion not very old i think they're maybe only a couple hundred years old which compared to the battle mech is not as old <laughs> now, that well, makes sense the the coolant again you didn't ever hear of a flush or a coolant being able to flush. no it was your mech has coolant in it now you could lose coolant and that would affect your mech's performance so i don't know um it's pretty I much like a vehicle today yeah, uh, do I mine coolant? Uh, MWL uses coolant and coolant flush, and it's part of the gameplay mechanic for energy base. No, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I should have been so, more specific. I don't have a problem with coolant. I have a problem with coolant flushes. And yeah, and so what should happen? Should there be a limit? Um, there are coolant pods in in the the tier and lore and stuff. So, you know, um, obviously that's later on though. That's not yep. in 30, 40, 49 era. So. Uh, you want to hop to the next question? Yep, next question is, uh, will you be able to pick what faction you play in MechWarrior Online? Uh, their answer is, when you first create your pilot, uh, you're going to have to align yourself with one of the great houses in the Battletech universe. Each house will have its benefits and drawbacks, and it will be up to you to read up on the house selection menu on which houses you will pledge your allegiance. So I think that's pretty interesting and, mm. uh, you know, a good way so. to go. It doesn't answer the clan question. Um, you know, still all we have on that is the, the winking smile. But, um, you know, that's that's good. I like the fact that each house has its uh, pros and cons. And you can um, pick a house that maybe has uh, fits your play style more or, or has a mechs that you like to play more. You know what I think that plays into is sort of what we've talked about before, Darren, is if you're a Davion pilot, you are only going to have access possibly starting off at with Davion mechs. I mean, there are specific uh, house and factions mechs. I mean, you know, you're not going to run around with a panther. A panther is, you know, Karita mech. And so that is interesting itself. Now, the question I would have with that is once you pick, are you stuck? 
can you bid out and or buy out and play this merc? I mean, if you're part of a house, does that excuse me? Does that mean you're well? Always, I think, you know. Yeah, I think they answered that in that we will be able to start merc units, but you have to start off in a house. So I think you'll be able to start off in a house, maybe um, earn some C bills, and then start your own merc unit or whatever and branch off from there. That would and be my what's assumption. What's the benefit? And that's what I'd like to know. Is there a benefit staying at the house? Maybe you don't have to worry about buying your mech back because the house supplies you with it. But right. there's only but you're a limited amount. And yeah, yeah maybe, maybe to get the nice shit, <laughs> you know, you have to buy your way up or something. So Well, I mean... You always had like, uh, if I can bring up mercenaries here for a moment, the Solaris arenas. You had, you were able to dedicate wins to certain factions. I think it was uh, Davian and Steiner. Um, but I mean, when you first start out, I wonder if aligning your yourself with the house is kind of like your tutorial. And then when you complete, you get your mech, maybe a couple sea bills, and then you're like, oh yeah, go to Outreach, or oh yeah, go to such and such a place. Well, I know from the novels and stuff. Um that there were merc groups that were speci I mean for the most part most merc groups were specifically aligned with a house but then like you wouldn't some merc groups were always aligned with the house never did contracts I mean so they were like an independent military unit that the house really didn't have to worry about and add to their logistics and all that but they basically they were on a constant contract bill and you know you always fight for us I mean sort of like a quasi land leader you know land holder or whatever you know it's almost on that yeah. so yeah i like that and again it ties in the clans invade are the players able to play the clans or is it going to be permanently you're always the inner sphere hmm? hopefully we maybe, don't get stuck maybe in an a... update pack later on i don't know downloadable content hopefully we don't get stuck in the uh, russell hog republic no, that, I, that's not mentioned there, so... <laughs> considering they all get wiped out for the most part, sorry guys, uh, you know, don't want to be those guys. Alright, all moving on to the, on the next, next question. One? Yeah. Uh, next question is, will players have the ability to form their own custom clans in Mech Warrior Online? Uh, and obviously the, the word clan, they, they uh, address that here in their answer. We're trying to be careful with the naming of some features in MechWarrior Online, and clans is one of them. Players will be able to form their own customized mercenary corporations, Merc Corps for short. These operate in the same way that the term clan refers to in other first-person shooters. A better way of thinking about Merc Corps is a guild. Uh, within the guild, you can create lances or parties and join matches in that manner. So that, that goes and uh, answers my question from earlier, like, what, if me, PK, uh, Bomb, and like, uh, let's say Boo, we're all online there together, and we decide, hey, let's all jump in the game together, would we be able to join as the Lance, or would we have to just hope matchmaking throws us and shamble us together? My assumption is that they're going to... Um do something along the lines of multiplayer Battletech Solaris, which is you jump onto a drop zone as a lance. Yeah. And, and with that as well, would it be lance on lance so it's not uneven so you might have a, a lance of people on team speed going against a bunch of uh, uh, pubbers who have no means of communication, or would it be specifically if you're jo joining in a lance you'd be teamed up with another four people in a lance? 
I think yeah, and, and this actually um, brings up something we were talking about earlier, which was balancing gameplay with if they introduce a clan. So one of the things I was thinking was they could make it so that, for example, uh, two claners go up against four inner sphere or three claners against four, whatever, um, and that that's one possibility for balancing the uh, better technology. You're going to need more than two to take on my temporal. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Just throwing that out there. Um, you know, um, I think we're talking about multiple different game um, types as far as you've got, you know, team attrition, team deathmatch, you know, whatever. So will there be multiple ones of that? And uh, will the player be able to choose? You know, is it always going to be you're, you're, you're in your lance you drop boom you put in together are you going to be able to work with other lances that are part of your merc corp you know um how many can you have on the merc corp and then the question is how many damn mechs are going to be on the field at any given time i mean right now you see battlefield 3 64 freaking awesome all right are we going to be able to see that i hope so you know if we're pushing the bounds on an engine and technology and 64 yeah i mean so and then how big are the maps i mean you're talking again battlefield 3 it's very uh well some of the maps are pretty big so are we talking bigger smaller but, yeah again we're going with perspective if you're mm -hmm, in mechs yeah. those maps would not seem big true 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 well per se now if scale is done right on buildings and a car or a two-story house is the same size of a two-story house going walking 20 kilometers you know it, you know what i'm saying and so how big are you know how's the battlefield is there different types um yeah we know that they're going to be focusing on urban combat and um i think that's a you know that'll answer a little bit we're going to have some big cities to fight in yeah i also hope we get some like uh planes and stuff like that places where you can actually do some flanking maneuvers and stuff like that but another thing i want to focus on is when they say uh the merc company is kind of like a guild with that being said well like pk said earlier how many people can you have in that uh merc corp at one time my only other question is can merc corps have allies amongst themselves and could they maybe call other Merc Corps for reinforcements, offering sea bills for services? There's a lot of, you know, is the battle ongoing, you know? Can you call on reinforcements? Who are those reinforcements? Um, yeah. Uh, that, Allies I mean, and diplomacy, that will be interesting. Is you know. there a, a rank structure? Is there a leadership structure? Is there one person at the top making the calls? Is it, a, you know, is it everyone's just on the same team, but they're, you know, you all have the same... You know, uh, does your guild or Merc Corp control the market? You know, is there a way to throw up items? You know, it, the, the thing with that, what I want to see out of all this is more complexity that's been done. And I, I don't mean complexity in a bad way, but a little bit more thought put into um, a market uh, or how, how all that is done. And I'm sure there is. I'm sure it's already... But, you know, uh, speculation, speculation. So, <laughs> um, you know, the one thing that is right there is the wording clans. Now, a clan in Battletech, we all know what clan is. Now, what they're referring to is, don't get that confused. You're able to form a corp, a merc corp or a guild, not a clan. And so maybe later on, I don't know. But right now, it looks like the player is not able to play as a clan warrior. Now, that may 
that may change. Who knows? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, even with the uh, introduction of the clans in there, we might even see the... You won't, you won't be playing as a clan entirely, but maybe as, like, a galaxy or a cluster or something like that. I just, I think it would be the, I think it would be applying the same terminology, whether you're inner sphere or clan. In other words, you can play a Merc Corp, corp or guild within the, the inner sphere, or you can play the Merc Corp or guild within the clan. That would be my guess. It's, it, Merc Corp doesn't, it's just, they're trying to come up with a way for you to understand that you're a yeah. group of people outside of the game that want to play together inside the game. And so I, and I don't think it, you know, the the word clan should just be erased from that because clan refers to specifically the clan invasion and the clans. Yes, yeah, the clans going to be my clan wolf, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But right now, guys, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So let's move on to the next one. Um, will MechWarrior Online have persistent character content, such as leveling or upgrades? Now, before I read the answer, really focus on this because I think this is a key thing. When you create your pilot, your mechware at the very beginning, are they using an attribute, attribute, <laughs> attribute, attribute based <laughs> system to where you have a, let's just figuratively speaking, piloting, gunnery, uh, maybe a specialization under that gunnery, sort of like the um, mech warrior RPG game. Is that how it's going to be? And their answer is yes. One of the customizations in MechWare Online is to train your pilot to suit your playstyle. Pilots will bring their efficiencies to whatever battle mech they get in. That being said, they're not saying your own personal skills when you're sitting at a computer desk. From what I'm reading is, is you customize and add attributes, and maybe you only have set attributes at the very beginning. I don't know if it means. You get more attribute points, and you can build and get better, and that would mean weapons are affected by your attributes, your piloting. Um, I mean, we could talk about, uh, you know, cones of fire, um, you know, and all this ties into really, really important gameplay of how accurate are mechs. Uh, you know, are, do you have a chance of falling down in your mech? Uh, how quick can your mech get up to top speed? You know, I mean, how can your pilot handle heat? Um, you know, situational awareness, there's a lot of things in there that they could do if they use attributes. Now, some of you guys out there may be going, oh, freaking RP, you know, RPGs, we don't want that <laughs> crap. Well, Mech Warrior RPG game and Mech Warrior is tied into RPG guys. And um, I can understand someone might be irritated of, oh, you know, I was pointing directly at a CT and I pressed and it hit his left torso. Well, you know, I like that. Uh, now, to, to me personally, I like the idea of creating and building a character up. Now, I don't know if there would be limitations on that, but I like that idea. What do you guys think about that? Like, I guess my biggest question and concern is, does um, attribution cause hair to grow on your fingertips? Totally. Um, <laughs> that was such a dead joke, hell. wasn't it? Yeah, oh, sorry. wow. I sorry, guys. He is old. Yeah, I'm... I'm I know the rest of you guys who are old like this aren't like this, aren't you? Um, That's I, what I'm pretty much warrior. on the same page as you are. Um, I like uh, character creation and, um, you know, I guess it just all depends on how they do it. And I am going to assume they're going to do it right. Think of this, Why? too. Character creation. If you guys haven't checked out EVE Online's um, character creation, by far awesome as far as the detail and as far as you could see where it's going so you can almost imagine that if something's that in depth your mech warrior 
could look so unique. I mean, you're talking the the build. What does the player look like? Skin color, eye color, hair color, weight, height, shape, you know, all that. And then on top of that, all their clothing, uh, maybe a neuro helmet. Uh, you know, are they, do they got a pistol holder? You know, stuff that may not even really affect gameplay. But it's your own character and you're that, you know, and it adds to that. That would be really cool. My, my only concern with uh, stats and skills is I, I've played a lot of MMOs in my time, and that being said, it's only a matter of time until someone finds that perfect uh, min-max and the perfect skill builds and everything like that that just absolutely destroy and dominate. I'm just wondering, will this, hopefully, hopefully not, I'm hoping it won't, uh, come into play here, but I mean... It's only a matter of time till someone finds that perfect build, or someone min maxes enough that they uh, they just wreck the wreck the battlefield. You know. Yeah. It, Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where if if you do a, a attribute and you create a balanced way of, um, just think about this. I mean, one of the issues with most mech games is your pinpoint accurate with the mouse. So then armor values have to be changed, damage values have to be changed, your heat system has to, everything has to be changed with the accuracy. And so you can stick very, very close to the cannon if your accuracy, and again, we're talking about 30, 48. You know, mechs aren't supposed to be able to be pinpoint accurate at these distances. It talks about it. The closer you are, yes, the further you're away. You may not hit what you're aiming at exactly pinpoint, but you're probably going to hit that mech if, you know... and. I'm I'm liking the idea. Um, I'm liking the idea, and again, that maybe doesn't affect your piloting skill per se. Like you actually can maneuver and whatnot, or maybe it does. Maybe it does affect your, uh, you know, max speed. Like how how quick your acceleration. Maybe it affects if you jump. You know, some I don't know if you jump and you'd come down wrong. You fall on your face. You know, how much skill if you take a gyro hit. All that sort of plays into sort of the interaction in the cockpit too is what else are what else is going on in there so i i like the idea um that's me personally though <laughs> um you guys ready to move on to the next one i think we are all right yep. guys uh we're almost done here again this is a long one um will mech warrior online ship with its map editor or any other kind of mod support right now basically they said no it will not but because of their free-to-play and the base of their downloadable content and downstream from their servers and whatnot to us, stuff like that can come along and boom, it's out the door and it's to us. So right now they're basically saying no, um, but in the future possibility, which I always like the idea of a map editor. Now it's got to be designed to where making maps is easy for the said designer it shouldn't be they have to have a phd and whatnot and um i know that you know some level editors are like that and unfortunately i think if you want a map editor you'd have to to create it to where you know it depends whatever. on what engine they're using but basically create depend depending on what engine they are using creating a map editor for the player that's intuitive and easy could is basically um like creating a whole nother game yeah so I'm sure it's just going to depend on uh, the success of the game after release and where, you know, things go. That being said, I would love to see something, um, I keep bringing it back here, but uh, Team Fortress 2. 
uh, and Steam in general have a huge, huge uh, community based because they actually pick up uh, community-generated items, community-generated maps, and actually publish them. I mean, if something like that happens, if they publish a map editor, would there be a community built up around just making maps and hoping that maybe they get implemented into the game at a later date? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's one of those where I think we're going to see a very, very close tie from developers and community and interaction just because of who they are. I think us as fans and as, as the community need to also realize that these guys are building a game. Yes, they're, they're doing it uh, because they're nerds and Battletech nerds like us and they, they want to see it, but they're building a game. We aren't. And so having expectations and whatnot, but don't go trolling on them if they do a certain way. You know, And that's one of the things nowadays is I would hate to be a developer because God forbid you do one thing one way and you know someone doesn't like it. Oh, troll, la la la, you know, and I'm gonna quit or be troll and uh, you know, it's like really. Um, I mean, just just look at Battlefield Three there from its re- launch <laughs> and everyone basing it off a of beta that was eight months old, I think, or something like that, or not eight months old, something like eight or sixteen weeks old when they uh, put it out there. Yeah. So, leading into the almost last question, we've got, will DLC be offered in the new MechWare Online game? And they basically said yes, but it's not like how a normal DLC. They basically said that content will be pushed to us versus the the game patcher, and boom, it'll be right there available. But then they say larger patches like uh, would probably be considered like expansion packs and whatnot. But that would be, it says it's pushed to you, the player, at no freaking cost. Now that's what I like to hear is they're not pushing yeah. content that you. Oh well, hey, if you want this expansion, you got to pay another fifteen bucks. You know. Okay. Yeah. Remember, remember the old Equity Four Mech packs. Yeah, total lame bullshit. I know it's yeah. Bullshit. Well, you know, it's it's the it's also the game model, the free to play. Um, yes. Basically, you can't do a free to play and then charge for expansions. It's no longer free to play. So I think they're doing it for business and uh, just moral reasons. <laughs> they're making the right decision, and I like it. Yeah, well, I mean, and even, then... even, even then with the, uh, the whole connected to the Internet, even not free-to-play games, like, um, I mean, look at, look at World of Warcraft. I mean, it's constantly getting patches and updates that are free to the user to download. So think about this. Uh, we've been talking about, before I get to the last question, we've been talking about free-to-play. Now, for those who have never used free-to-play, basically it means you can play the game for free. I mean, it's crazy as it sounds, but here's the catch. World of Tanks uh, uses free-to-play too, and as well as other games. But basically, you get a set amount of experience and currency per battle and whatnot and that. But basically, if you buy a premium account, and it's usually a month-month basis, and I think... You know, uh, World of Tanks is like 14 bucks or something. Um, you get double the XP and double the currency from the battle. And um, you can, like, host platoons whatnot. Obviously, that's not the route they're going to take. Or maybe they do. But now you've got to think of all of this we're talking about in the free-to-play atmosphere. And so it basically means that any normal Joe Schmo can get into the biggest and the baddest or the best of whatever weight class. But it just takes a long time. I have no problem, um, especially knowing how how even stuff. If I know a company uh, is doing the, doing me right and it's fun and it's enjoyable, and if there's something wrong, they get to it right right then. I have no problem with giving a company fifteen bucks, if not thirty. 
shit, I have no problem doing that. Granted, you have to be realistic. And so it's one of those where I think they are going to hit on a perfect market because free-to-play, what does it offer? It offers everyone the ability to play your game. So let's say if you just did a you know, $60, not everyone's able to buy that. So now you're already limiting your market. Yeah, you brought in a lot of money, but you are limiting your market because of the price. And so some people are going to wait. Some people are going to wait six months, a year to get the game, then they jump in. Whereas if you do a free-to-play, everyone and their freaking mother can play and enjoy. And so as far as Battletech, I think that's a good strategy. And then you've got the hardcore fans. Sorry about that, Terry. You've got the hardcore fans, or even... The ones who aren't hardcore fans that say, oh, you know, hey, I want that little bit of extra experience or cash per, or, oh, I want to be able to purchase, you know, you've got a lot of people that I think would do that. And instead of just a, uh, you know, a small, or I want to say small crowd, instead of the normal crowd you'd get, you'd get a larger crowd. And so double the amount of people, double the opportunity for them to jump, dump money into your game, especially if you're talking about a game that's 15 bucks a month. Four months. I'm gonna be playing the damn game. Four months. I've already paid sixty bucks. You've already got your money. If you, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. So. Um, you know, th- I think people, you know, in in a comparable free-to-play game in World of Tanks, often get it backwards. Um, you know, the reason that they are able to play for free is because of the people that they're ridiculing, the ones that pay for that little extra experience or money or whatever. Um, you know, it, it's it's called a 1090 or something like that um, uh, game model where 10% of the player base pays for 90% to play for free. Um, I think that this is a great model because it does, like you're saying, uh, allow for a huge player base. And we need to be thankful for the people who do decide to pay for whatever extra content or, or uh, you know, advantages because they're making it so that we have an enormous player base in this big persistent universe and uh, it's just ultimately going to make the game a lot more fun. I know uh, I've uh, already chipped in on the forms here, uh, but yeah, I have no problem with them introducing a cash shop or even an experience increase and that sort of stuff, as long as it's uh, the cash off, the um, the max and stuff like that, are purely cosmetic. Maybe you get a, uh, um, uh, I'm, I don't know, I'm just trying to think here, like like an atlas, uh, but it has a different um, style to it. Like it, it's a dark age atlas. I don't know why dark age atlas would be in this era but it's just a different skin or it's a different uh uh model say, or something say, like that. kill him hang him <laughs> <laughs> but i mean who's like this, as, as long as it stays um cosmetic i really don't see what the the big issue is um but once you start selling weapons and stuff like that um mainly if they're imbalanced that's when you start getting huge problems with players in like basically paying to win yeah, the, I don't. Uh, my assumption. You're low. Based... Yeah, you and you're low. You see what I mean? <laughs> but because I bought that low, ten people play for free. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's what you're gonna have, guys. Is you're gonna have mechs that, um, and oh god, can you imagine 
if they made like the Timberwolf one where you had to perch, oh, I would punch. Maybe you can just get a a variant that nope that uh, you know that the free players exactly. can't get. The variant's yeah. not overpowered. It's just different. Yeah, yeah like, I was I was talking about that a little bit earlier there uh, when we were writing up on the Google Docs. They're like, what if, what if instead of having, because I mean in the novels it talks about people tinkering with their machines all the time, like swapping arm points and joints and everything like that in order to fit weapons on. Uh, actually, in uh, the novel I just read there, uh, Star-Lord, uh, it talked about um, people, uh, the mech being 300 years old, and it looks like its uh, its arm has been ripped apart and put it like a PPC in, but then that PPC was re replaced with like um, a UAC like seven times in 300 years. I mean, what if, what if, I mean, because they're talking about, we talked about also earlier uh, the hardpoint system that MechWarrior 4 had. What if it had a hard point system, but each variant had, like, for example, one arm's missiles, but one another one could be lasers, and another one could be UAC, but it's all still the left arm. It's just yeah. what variant you want. All right, guys, let's let's cut this off. The guys are probably like asleep now, snoring. Last question uh, and answer we got: Will MechWare Online have an online persistency? And I think we'll we'll answer this one in the next podcast and leave this sort of for. What you guys think about it. Here's their answer. Yes, this is where our plan for the Inner Sphere comes into play. All players in Merkherps will be fighting for control over various border planets. The state of these planets is persistent. So right there, you've got the idea of manufacturing, industry, market, and the players control that. And uh, it should be very, very interesting. But hey, we appreciate you guys listening in. This is our first podcast. Uh, we will be doing one each week. So um, this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy Mech Order podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. This is Philip. This is Darren. This is Katra. And until next time, Mech Warriors, we'll see you around. Adios. Ciao. Later, dudes. Never dare <laughs>